The Matt Wyatt Show podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. Buying or selling, make sure you go there first. Online at mslandbank.com. That's Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. All right, let's do it. Start off hour number two strong or strongly. All right, scratch my head here. Let's see. We want to start off hour number two strongly, or we want to start off hour number two strong? Which is it, English teachers? Everybody gets the point, though. In a strong way, we'd like to start off hour number two. (laughs) And I didn't. That's what's ironic about all of this. I didn't. All right. Here we go, y'all. Be a part of the show. Lots of different ways. I love hearing from you. Here in the Farm Bureau Insurance studio, Farm Bureau Insurance, go with the home team. They are your home team, your hometown heroes, your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. You can text the show, 885-ESPN or 885-3776. That's the country pleasing sausage text line. Nick says, was that when Bama had the deuce, David Palmer? That dude was unreal. Was David Palmer still at Alabama in 94? I think he might have been there in 93. I know he was there in 92. I don't know that David Palmer was there in 93. I mean, 94. I think he was already gone in 94. But it was in that era. Yeah, he he was something else back then. He really was. Birmingham guy. John Bond. I mentioned uh, that 2016 SEC title game. We got to go be a part of the fanfare. I get over there, and there's John. And Shane Matthews, I was kind of starstruck. I'm going to be honest with you, JB. <laughs> uh, he says, we didn't do the fanfare then. We did like a camp clinic type deal with the kids. It was fun. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, I said fanfare. It's in that area. But yeah, we had a group of kids and they got these targets to throw at and they accumulate points and they do it by teams, but also the individuals got reps. It was a lot of fun. It was neat to do a little kind of indoor small football field, throwing it around. I I could have just stayed and done that as opposed to going into the ball game. The ball game was fun also. Gatorman says, I remember you telling the story a year or two ago about meeting Shane Matthews. That was really, really neat. And then, uh, yeah, no, and somebody asked if it was Muschamp's team. No, that was a Jim McElwain team back then. All right, uh, Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. David, hanging on the line. What's up, David? Thanks for okay. calling. Sure. Oh, not much, Matt. Appreciate you taking my call. Uh, Matt, I'm a uh, regular listener to Jake in the, in the afternoon. Yeah. And sometimes caller. But anyway, I wanted to make a comment. I was listening to Bo Bounds' show this morning, mm-hmm. and he had a guest on that. Open. I didn't hear the whole conversation, but it turned to Will Rogers. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was speaking about... Uh, the relationship that Will Rogers and Gardner Minshew had. He said it was something maybe like a big brother relationship. Yeah. And uh, I, I probably watched every home game that Gardner Minshew and Will Rogers have ever played in away games. I've listened to Jake's. I've seen a whole lot of Brandon football. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm an old Miss guy, but I got to say, uh, Will's going to do the same thing at Mississippi State that he he did at Brandon High School. He's going to get better every year. Well, I think so, yeah. And, you know, what I think we're going to do in two or three years, David, is we're going to look back 
and go, hey, y'all remember that year where Will got to play the whole year pretty much, or at least a good portion of the year, and it didn't even count to get his eligibility, uh, against his eligibility. It was like a free year. I think right. that's the way we're going to, at some point, look back at this season. Do you agree? Oh, sure. Absolutely. And, man, I don't know why I feel this way. I, I just sort of feel like Will's going to be a long-term quarterback. Mm. You know, like, yeah. like, like go through his senior year. Day. Yeah. Now, I don't know what makes me feel that way. But uh, for some reason, I do. Well, but, I'll tell uh, you, he has. Um, I know they've rec- they're recruiting. and already have committed some highly thought of quarterbacks at state, but you know there'll be young ones coming right. in. And I I have a feeling that it's going to be really hard to to keep to get Will Rogers off the field now that he's on it. And if he plays for in that offense for three more years, even after this, let alone four. He'll, he's, oh yeah. Then, then every passing record will be his, and he'll be so far right. out in front it'll be hard to imagine somebody catching it. Honestly, right. Well, you know, he played in an offense in high school that was very, very similar. Yeah, right. Uh, to what he's in right now, very mm-hmm. similar to it. So, yeah. uh, okay, I just wanted to make those comments to you. Yeah, I really appreciate you calling, David. Good to hear your voice. Thank okay. you. Call me anytime. Let me let me correct something here. All right, so John. John Bond was saying that he got to go and do the Legends thing and all at the 94 SEC title game, the one we were talking about, Alabama, Florida, the first one in the Georgia Dome in 94. And he said back then it wasn't a fanfare. It was like a camp or clinic type of thing for kids. So that would have been much different. How about that? I didn't know they did that. I guess it kind of morphed and changed into more of a commercial thing, John, over the years. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. In 94, the first SEC title game in the Georgia Dome, hey, bring your kid over, then go to football camp. Okay? We're going to go in here and stretch and do a few drills and learn how to play football in 94. And by the time 2016 rolled around, you go in there, and it's Dr. Pepper, the Dr. Pepper fan zone. <laughs> Step right up. <laughs> Um, guess the bearded lady's weight. Step right up. No, I'm exaggerating, but you get what I'm saying. Okay. Speaking of football and kids, nothing like high school football. There is just nothing like it. It's the best form of football. Oh, Matt, they don't have as big a stadiums as college and pro. So what? Listen to me. It's the purest and best form of football. High school. And a guy who's been covering it for decades in the state of Mississippi is on your radio right now. He's going to be on your TV tomorrow night and Saturday night. Will Kohlmeyer, play-by-play voice for the 6A and 5A state championship games on television uh, this weekend. He's been doing it for years, and you guys probably know him. He's on your radio, and today, Will, the phones are working flawlessly. (laughs) What's up? Hey, good afternoon. Yes, we're like that team from uh, Alabama. What was that, Thompson, that came back on Auburn? Uh, yes. Yesterday. We don't give up, do we? We don't give up. We, we never, just try, try again. And so <laughs> it's it's impossible to be, it's almost impossible to beat somebody that won't give up, Will, and that's us. We just won't give up. That is totally us. <laughs> that's totally us. And we're going to be together in the booth tomorrow night for that 6A state championship. And I cannot wait. <laughs> what was the, uh, 
I'm trying to think of that old country song together again, but I'll have to look it up. Oh, yeah. And, uh, back in the saddle again. I mean, that one would apply. Yeah. So I, that's what I really wanted to start by asking you, Will, is, you know, you're somebody who you were on television in North Mississippi at two different uh, television stations as the, the sports director and sports anchor for decades, frankly, covering high school stuff. And then you right. made the transition into you've been calling the MHSA games on TV for years now. I'm talking football, basketball, baseball, everything. Um, what has that transition been like to go from news to play-by-play? Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, I was very fortunate. I was almost 22 years uh, in the TV sportscasting business, and that was neat because I got a chance to cover, like you talked about, with high school football and seeing these guys that did so well in high school, then they transitioned to college, and then a selective few even made uh, a lot of noise uh, in the in the NFL. So that was kind of neat. Got a chance to cover you mm. back in the day. And so that was a lot of fun for me as well um, when you were uh, uh, taking care of business there at Mississippi State. So that was really nice, and I really enjoyed it. But my whole passion, my whole life has been play-by-play. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about it before. When I was fourth grade, I got that tape recorder for Christmas, and so I would always turn down the sound, and I would announce games. Um pick up game in wiffle ball or basketball or foosball. I was always doing play by play. So that was, that's really been my passion. So I've been very fortunate. This will be my 10th year in a row that I'll be calling the, uh, the MHSAA state uh, football, basketball, baseball, uh, championship. So I'm really excited about that. And then that has opened up some op- opportunities to do some D one play by play. So it's, I call it my happy place. Um, very blessed to have these opportunities, uh, had to wait a little while, but that's okay. Sometimes yeah. you just gotta gotta be patient. Sure. Well, and it's working out well for you, and people love watching you, hearing you. And and I I, I know you've told this story a, a bunch of times, Will. But for the people that listen to my show that have never heard it, they can hear your voice and know that you're like like they always say, like he's not from around here. They can tell by your accent <laughs> that it's a little different. So Wisconsin. Grew up in Wisconsin, as you said. Tell us how you wound up in Mississippi. How did all that happen? I'll tell you what. You got a three-hour show, and I might use up the whole three hours. (laughs) It is a crazy story. Yes, born and raised in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, Always wanted to be the voice of the Badgers. and Always wanted to cover the Packers and the Brewers and all of that. And uh, came close out of college, just missed on a couple uh, TV gigs, and so... Um, I had interned at CNN in between my junior and senior year, CNN Sports. And back then in 82, it was CNN Sports. And then ESPN mm-hmm. was was playing second fiddle. So I had a great internship there. And um, I sent my resume. I tried to stay close to my family up in Wisconsin, but it just, just didn't work out. Didn't I interviewed on a few places, didn't, didn't hit it. And so we had vacationed a few times in Florida to get out of those Wisconsin winters. And so I tried to, I sent my tapes around in Florida as well. And here's where the divine intervention comes in because, uh, one day I got a call from Tupelo, Mississippi. And I was thinking, uh, gosh, I'm thinking to myself, I didn't send a tape to Tupelo. <laughs> and I said, well, how did you hear about me? And they said, well, our sister station down in West Palm beach, uh, didn't have any openings and they sent it up here to Tupelo. And I was thinking to myself, well, I never sent a tape to West Palm beach either. And so, uh, of course I didn't say anything, because <laughs> I wanted to get that first gig at 21. Sure. So I, I ended up getting a job there in Tupelo. Uh, and then I go back home that first Christmas, 
and I'm looking through my tablet of all the different stations that I had sent tapes to, and you know they whether they responded or whatever. And I noticed I sent a, a tape was supposed to go to a station in Fort Myers, Florida. Well, the physical address was correct, but I put the wrong call letters down there. Okay. So somewhere between Wisconsin and Florida. Somebody knew and recognized those call letters, and they sent it to West Palm Beach instead of what they're, I guess, they were supposed to always send it to the physical address. So that's why I was thinking that, uh, I think it was meant, the Lord was working behind the scenes, and uh, he was, uh, he meant for uh, Colmeyer to come down here to mm-hmm. the Magnolia State, and so uh, I told my folks to be back up in two or three years, of course. <laughs> uh, they stopped asking about that after the ten, year 10. Yeah. So, uh, but it was, it, obviously it was meant for me to be down here and I've been very blessed through the years. Will is, uh, the vice president of marketing and community relations right now at Northeast Mississippi community college. Uh, I'll call him veep for short. It's like the TV show <laughs> and you can too. And he's on your radio right now. Um, it, you talk about memories, Will, all those years as the, the sports director, sports anchor covering high school sports and college and everything here in North Mississippi, Jason, on my text line, Jason is an active serviceman in the military. He's in Arizona, and he texts me. He's from Iuka, and he says he he will never forget listening to you on Sunday nights and then George Michael's sports machine. He (laughs) He said it's the only sports that they could get in the woods with two channels up in Iuka back in the day. How about that? That's a pretty good story. I love that. <laughs> Tell him thank you. Um, but you're right. That was the uh, <clears throat> the 10 o'clock news led right into George Michael. He was the sports director at the NBC in Washington, D.C. So they had the George Michael sports machine. Yeah. That is way back in uh, the day. <laughs> <laughs> Man. That's way good memory. back in the day. Yeah, no doubt. Okay. So on the high school scene, <clears throat> as you say, so this is pretty cool. This should be your 10th year calling the uh, high school football championships on television which means tomorrow night's game, Oxford versus Oak Grove for the 6A, Will. You've seen this one before uh, last year, right? It was really a a special game a year ago, and and I'm looking forward. I think we'll have another. We'll be in for another treat tomorrow night as well. Uh, Yes, Oxford ended up uh, winning it last year. That was their first ever state championship, and so that was a – that was a big deal. Had a chance to talk with uh, Chris Cutcliffe's dad, David Cutcliffe, down on the field afterwards. So that was always I was always a big fan of his. Um, and so uh, so that was yeah that was neat. And so you know Oak Grove is ready to return the serve. They've been this will be three straight years for the Warriors to make mm-hmm. it to the state championship. And uh, Horn Lake took care of John Rice and Oak Grove two years ago. That was a terrific game. And then last year um, Oak Grove came up a little short, but. Uh, they're looking to uh, make it third time. Maybe is the charm this year. Uh, they they're really loaded too. They're, I mean, we're I mean that team from Old Grove they can score some points. No doubt about it. Great quarterback can throw it around. The good thing about tomorrow night's six A game, Will, it's going to kick off at seven o'clock, and at no point will it be as cold as it was about five <laughs> or six years ago. I don't even know what year that was. I've kind of blocked it from my memory when you and I were up there on a Friday night with snow and ice. Do you remember that? Oh, how could I not? <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? When they, As soon as they said that they were bringing it back to Jackson, that was the last year okay. that it was in Jackson, and we couldn't even, I think it was 13, 2013. Okay. And, I mean, we literally could not move, folks. I mean, we they put us, they propped us up in these 
and these chairs were on the roof, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Matt and I are looking up to our left, and it's just, I mean, there, there are the lights. Yep. I mean, we are high above the stadium, and there's no nothing that can block the wind, and it was brutal. <laughs> I mean, we had a hard time getting off our chairs. It was, we were sitting there for three and a half hours. It, Will, the next morning, okay, so that we did the Friday night thing, and we show up yes. the next morning uh, for the early game. Literally, water had blown in. The wind had blown rain in all over the equipment and the cables, but the water had frozen in this giant block of ice encasing all these cables and stuff. Do you remember that? Like they had to break oh. the ice. <laughs> Caleb Hamill's up there like bashing this ice with a hammer, knocking it off, and this is our broadcast spot. I'm they put us on television for the stand-up, you know, and, and for those that don't know, the stand-up is when, like, Will is on TV with his color analyst, and they're looking at the camera, previewing the game before kickoff. And how many text messages did you get back then about looking like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Oh, goodness. Unbelievable. <laughs> and remember, we would tell our producer, whatever you do, give us a five to ten second heads up if you're coming back to the booth. Yeah. Because it was so cold, our noses were running. I mean, it was so, I mean, we were just frozen. And and they had so much cable, we couldn't move around. Mm. It was, oh, my goodness. But it's something we can laugh about now. Yeah. I did look at the forecast. It's going to be a little nippy, but it won't be quite like what we had uh, uh, back then, the last time we were able to work together down there in Jackson. Yeah. Golly, that was something. It was something. I went on that Saturday morning to Bass Pro Shop over in Pearl and bought a big <laughs> pair of winter boots, you know, some gloves, yep. hand warmers and stuff. And, uh, you know, it, it was definitely the coldest experience. But, you know, uh, Will, it's one of those things where even that night, as cold as we were, just like you always get, it seems like in these 6A, 5A games, you get such a great game that while the game's going on, oh. you don't even think about the cold, you know? No, no. And we were, man, we had some great games, uh, you and I through the years are working together. And yes, those two, that, that uh, particular weekend was terrific as well. The 6A and the 5A, I think in 5A, I think that was when Picayune came all the way back on Oxford. That was the Saturday night game that we, we learned from our experience. We adjusted at halftime, did we not? And then we bought some more long underwear and we got the, (laughs) yeah, we were all set to, we were trying to load up. We couldn't hardly move anyway, Saturday night as well, because we had so many layers of clothes on. So, um, yeah. Uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, they don't have quite that same. At least they have, they might open up the booth a little bit, but at least they've got something that'll cover the, the legs, uh, yeah. you know, cover the bottom part of the. I need to get booth, some of that, but, uh, uh, I need to get some of that fake Joe Buck hair for my head to keep my head warm. Wow. Yeah, well, I, hey, I'm sorry. You I'm, and me, man. <laughs> I need some help too up top. Yeah. So, cut, but see, you can wear that. You put the hat on and you wore it well. <laughs> you had that little Gary player. Uh, yes. You know, that was, that was nice. That was a very traditional look. And, <laughs> and uh, I need to, I need to dip into that. As jo- uh, as that would Joe, maybe help me. As Joe Garaziola used to say, got to get my infield covered. You know, I got to cover <laughs> I got to cover the. Yeah. Hey, uh, before Garage I turn you loose, uh, so Saturday night it's the five A West Point going for five straight, and I guess the only thing that compares to that would be South Panola, right? Absolutely, you know South Panola. They won it. I think it was two thousand three through two thousand seven. So they won five straight. Right. And yes, West Point, the four time defending state champs in five A. And I'm telling you what. If you don't think that's motivation sure. for West Point, I mean, they've got it going on, obviously. Um, but they'd like to 
be there at that level with Sal Panola and Chris Shambliss, what he has done, he is six and zero in state title games. The West Point head coach, he is taking care of business, and they're playing a West Jones team for the second time in three years. And so um, I think that'll be a nice uh, game. Uh, West Jones hung in there a while with them a couple years ago, but then uh, West Point just had too many athletes, and so West Jones um, will try to maybe keep it close and maybe try to pull off the upset. They'll definitely um, be able to, to cherish the underdog role because that's one of those David versus Goliath kind of deals with uh, with West Point, the perennial power, taking on West Jones, a team that really hasn't made a whole lot of appearances in that, that state championship clash. Sure, no doubt about it. Well, looking forward to it, Will. Can't wait to see you up there tomorrow night uh, for 6A Oak Grove and um, Oxford, the defending champs, and get a chance to work with you again. Looking forward to it. Will, I appreciate your time today, man. Thank you. Uh, always a pleasure working with you, Matt, and also to be on your show. So anytime uh, I am here, I'm All warming right. up in the bullpen for you, partner. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Stay warm. We'll see you tomorrow okay. night. Thank you. All righty. All right. All right. So- Will Colmeyer, um, Willie Kay, folks in North Mississippi, he used to call him Will Colminer. Yep. Uh, great guy. Will did uh, marketing, sports marketing, public relations for Itawamba Community College for several years. Um, when he left television and uh, and then got back into television doing play-by-play for all these MHSA games, started calling some football games for um, ESPN, ESPN Plus, ESPN3, ESPNU, some of that. And now he's at Northeast Community College, and he'll be in Jackson for the games this weekend. So looking forward to that. All right, your texts, your phone calls, all that coming up. Appreciate y'all listening. Stick around.